With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. It's fitting the judge and rule were hired on the same day, but completely idiotic that they weren't both hired by the same team, Perna. By the way, I really enjoy all of your fake long names for me in the comments. I need to start featuring some. So today, Mason Davis, you win nothing for Brandon, Jason Garrett, claps, everything but cheeks, Perna. Now there's a little saying Panthers owner David Tepper lives by. A saying that helped him become a billionaire. If it drools, it rules. That's why Matt Rule was his guy. Now the NFL coaching hiring train will not stop. Each team rushing to not take their time for the most important decision of the offseason. Giants and Panthers get their guys, the Browns are still searching, and greedy Tom Brady will probably play for another team in 2020. All that on nuts, good sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football, that's good. Now, the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm starts this month, but Larry David, should he be an NFL GM? Well, apparently he told Mike McCagnin to draft Lamar Jackson prior to the 2018 draft. I did call Mike McCagnin before the 2018 draft, and I, I recommended that he draft Lamar Jackson. I have a witness. Really? Yes, I have a witness. And what did he part. say to you when you said that? He kind of gave me the most condescending. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you actually yeah, yeah. told him that? Yeah, I told him that. He, he kind of la- he laughed at me. But Proving comedians, both real and fake, could run a fucking NFL team better than most GMs. Bill Polian wanted to make Lamar Jackson a, a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. It's, it's... What, what does anybody know? They don't know anything. I mean, they know more about drafting quarterbacks than I did, and just because he no, wasn't a popular no, no, selection. They, no, they don't. Yeah. They really don't. <laughs> I'm sure the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm will be great. And I'm also sure Jets fans will continue to have no enthusiasm to curb for years under Adam Gase. Now, will Tom Brady play for another team or stay in New England? Well, I think if Josh McDaniels leaves, there's a snowball's chance in Bill Belichick's fiery asshole of Brady staying in Boston. Tom is on the decline. We can all see it, and his passing numbers back that up. So he should retire. But Tom tolerates Bill Belichick. But Tom needs Josh McDaniels. And if you thought Tom looked bad with Joshy calling the plays this year, just wait until you see him with a lesser coordinator whose playbook only includes colonoscopy under his plays for 43-year-old men. If Belichick steps down and McDaniels moves into the head coaching spot in New England, I think Brady definitely comes back, but I also don't believe that's happening. If Brady was going to stay, he wouldn't have slashed the $40 million price tag of his home for sale in Brookline, Massachusetts by $8 million. Which sounds like a lot until you learn he and Giselle built that home for $4.5 million. They built it for $4.5 million and listed it for $40 million. 
that's the equivalent of me building a house for 150,000 and then trying to sell it for a million. Brady winning Super Bowls has no real effect on my life, but Tom inflating the real estate market so when my wife inevitably divorces me, leaves me sharing a one bedroom apartment the size of Brady's food shed where he keeps all of the food he's not allowed to eat on his dumb TB12 diet is just too damn much. Now, if Tom Brady thought winning in the playoffs was tough with possibly the best defense in the NFL, a league-leading plus-21 turnover differential, an all-time easy schedule, a top-10 offensive line, and a special teams unit that blocked four punts, a franchise record, just wait until he tries to get an entirely new offense on the same page with his declining arm. I never thought I would say this, but I hope Tom Brady does not retire and he leaves the nest where he will be eaten alive before he can even sniff the postseason. Now, I think there are three winners right now in terms of the head coaching hires. The 49ers, the Ravens, and the Chiefs. They most likely will get to keep all of their coordinators for another season with tremendously talented rosters. Greg Roman is key to the Ravens' offensive success. Robert Sala, uh, as a coach himself, will benefit from another year running the defense in San Francisco. And the Chiefs, even though Andy Reid is the offensive mastermind, are better with Eric Bieniemy for another season. That said, all of the new head coaches hired have the same chance to succeed or fail. None of us know how any of them will do with their new teams. As a fan of those teams, you should be excited about the change. That said, let me shit on all of them like I know something. Starting with the Panthers. Not only did they hire Baylor's Matt Rule, but to keep him out of New York, David Tepper gave him a seven-year, $60 million contract with up to $70 million in incentives. Rule intends to hire Lions quarterback coach Sean Ryan as his offensive coordinator and Phil Snow as his defensive coordinator. My instant analysis is a guy with two first names like Sean Ryan will be great, following in the footsteps of Sean Payton, Pete Carroll, and Jim Bob Cooter, who has three first names. Now on defense, Phil Snow, also gonna be great. With the last name Snow, he's clearly a bastard. And just like Jon Snow, he will die defending what he believes in and then come back to life so he can have sex with and then kill a family member. Now Matt Rule found a way to clean up the most sexually heinous program in modern college football history. So figuring out how to win with Christian McCaffrey as your best offensive weapon should be a cakewalk. Now make no mistake though, being from college is not good. Going to college, not good. Steve Spurrier had to enter witness relocation in South Carolina after he failed in the NFL. And Mike Zimmer still has an active bounty on Bobby Petrino's head for what he pulled in Atlanta. Pete Carroll made it work, but that's only because he was already used to the professional model of paying players at USC years before he ever set foot in Seattle. Pete Carroll, of course, learned how to cheat, though, in New England. Look. I've seen turn on AMC, and New England has been shady as shit for centuries. This should surprise no one. Now, Matt Rule should be a success in Carolina. He's offensively minded, understands the modern player, and also, per Carolina custom, has no problem drooling all over himself in public. Don't let that fool you, though. The coaches coming from the college level, playing that recruiting game, tend to have a better beat on college prospects, and a lot of relationships with the coaches who worked with the players coming into the NFL. 
which negates everything I just said in that paragraph earlier. But I have to cover all my bases so I am correct in the future. I tried, I offered him a scholarship way back when. He wouldn't even come visit me. So now all of a sudden, now, now what's yeah, up? Yeah, time <laughs> That's exactly That's right. Tables have time. Look, Carolina is basically Kansas City with better regional college basketball. So as long as you find a franchise quarterback at some point, get Christian McCaffrey arrested for some sort of domestic violence issue and losing the playoffs, you are just like Kansas City and you'll be golden. The Giants. Dave Gettleman has finally settled on his person. Joe, Allah will judge you, has been the Patriots special teams coordinator since 2015, was a special teams assistant since 2012, worked with Nick Saban at Alabama from 2009 to 2000, 2011, and this last season was also the wide receivers coach in New England, which makes him very hard to evaluate. The Patriots special teams, outside of kicker, had one of the best seasons I've ever witnessed but the Patriots wide receivers had one of the worst seasons in New England history. Now Joe's Allah will judge you. greatest strength is strength. And when your greatest strength is strength, it's hard for somebody to be stronger. And that puts him into the conversation with guys like Robert Sala, Mike Frabel, and Adam Gase. After, of course, he's had his breakfast smoothie of mixed fruit, creatine, and bath salts as one of the strongest coaches in the league. Ian reported back in 2012 that Joe Judge got penalized once for throwing a guy over the team bench at Mississippi State, which is shocking considering there are literally no laws in Mississippi, which is why Hugh Freeze was allowed to leave the state even after he burned the Old Miss football training facility to the ground. Sylvester Croom once punched Tommy Tuberville right in the face on the 50-yard line with absolutely no remorse and cheers and applause. In New York, that's only allowed when someone is spotted walking on the street sipping a big gulp through a plastic straw. Now, the Giants also want to interview Jason Garrett to be their offensive coordinator. The same way a person looks in the mirror and thinks, I can be great one day. Jason Garrett looks at a mannequin in the mall wearing a Giants polo and thinks, I can do that once again. I can do that in New York. One of the underrated qualities a head coach must possess is the ability to absorb blame, shame, and punishment for any and all mistakes of the organization. And in this quality, and in this quality alone, Jason P., I went to Princeton, and I'm special, Garrett is the NFL's most elite coach to be your offensive coordinator slash blame sack. Joe, Joe. How do you explain the defense giving up six passing touchdowns today? Well, you're gonna have to ask Jason about that, but he coaches the offense, Joe. Next question. Finally, the Browns are interviewing Eagles defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz today. Thursday, it's Vikings offensive coordinator, Kevin Stefanski. Friday, it's Patriots offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels, who sucked with the Broncos. Also generally just a sucky guy who has no integrity and cannot be trusted to even coach your team if you hire him. Already interviewed by the Browns, Eric Bieniemy, uh, Greg Roman, and Robert Sala. And just to be extra thorough, they do intend to go to Vince Lombardi's grave and interview him with the help of Elon Musk and Tyler Henry, where science and fiction meet for the purposes of football. 
Now the Browns want to have a deal in place for their head coach by Saturday per sources. So what will likely happen is what always happens. They will commit to process-based decision-making, go through an intricate, detail-oriented process, evaluate highly skilled professional coaching candidates with excellent resumes and sterling reputations, and then select the worst possible candidate imaginable, the Cleveland way. Oh, you interviewed 17 coaching candidates with a combined 12 Ivy League educations, incredible stories of overcoming moderately difficult adversity, and then decided to hire the fry cook who nailed your 3 a.m. order at Wendy's? Great job, Cleveland. I honestly don't know. I just don't know anymore. What the fuck, man? What the fuck, Cleveland? You, you Browns fans deserve better. And I'm not sure when it's going to get better. But... As I always say here, trust in your government, as the state of Ohio may be adding being a Browns or Bengals fan to the list of qualifying conditions to get you legal medical marijuana. This is a real medical crisis, and it's good to see state legislators take this health crisis seriously for once. Yes, being a fan of pro football in Ohio is a medical condition, so... Trust me, as a Broncos fan over the last few years, that legal weed is very helpful. God bless America, good night, and good luck. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here on YouTube. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, at Brandon Perna if you want to follow me there. And a shout out to at TJ Carpenter Show for helping me with this episode. You can give him a follow on Twitter as well. And those are all the people you have to follow today. And if you want to be a leader, don't even try. It's not worth it. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.